Fakes the handoff. He drives the lane. He takes it to the house. Bouncing off defenders. He just laid it in. He just put it up and in. 56 seconds to play. Oh, by the way. It's time. Live in the entertainment capital of the world. Game 7 is over. It's an instant classic. It's the T.C. Martin Show. A three for the game. It's time to get your daily prescription from the doctor, T.C. Martin. You've got to pinch me. The doctor is now in. Welcome aboard on this manic Monday, magnificent Monday, call it what you want. T.C. Martin, Marco D'Angelo in the house, a Marco Monday. That's what it's come to be now. A football Friday, a fantastic Friday, a Marco Monday. That's it. I like I like a manic Marco Monday. Marco Monday is great. You like that? Yes. There it is. Uh, there it is. He's got forty thousand f- followers. You know, forty-eight. Forty. <laughs> I've been reminded of this numerous times already today. That's going to be a day, no question about it. All right, a lot to hit on today, as we are coming off, as I like to say, the most. <laughs> Inconsequential weekend in sports history. That's it. Inconsequential sports weekend. It's actually it's an annual inconsequential sports weekend because we go uh, with this every weekend following the Super Bowl. Are you following me on this, Marco? I, I tell you what, I know that I've seen several pictures this weekend from sportsbook directors that were not in Vegas this weekend. That's they, right. Everybody goes on vacation the week yeah. after Super Our Bowl. Our good friend Jay Cornegay, he's in Palm Springs, John Murray, he's yeah. out and about everywhere. And yeah, this is the vacation time, no question. But when you go back to last weekend, okay, this past weekend, I I feel like this is a terrible Tuesday moved up a day because this is what we had over the weekend. All right. If it wasn't for some college basketball, some meaningful college basketball, this is what we had to deal with this weekend. Opening weekend of the XFL. All right. Then we had the NBA All-Star weekend, which is as inconsequential as it gets. And some people won't like this, but I think the majority of our people are on the same page as me. Daytona 500. Yum. <laughs> yum, 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 <laughs> yum, yeah. That's what this weekend was made of. No more football. No NBA. No real NBA. And the college basketball just—we didn't have a lot of the marquee games. You had more of the marquee games the weekend before because you had the Super Bowl hype and all that kind of stuff. And we had a great college basketball weekend last week but this weekend was downright pathetic those are my thoughts marco do you concur i do concur first thing uh, we got to get out of the way though did my people get with you today's a holiday i get double my normal appearance fee really yeah that's why you had a double hamburger for lunch today (laughs) i made sure that you were fed properly today uh yeah but you forgot hockey i mean the Vegas Golden Knights are undefeated since the. No, no, All-Star I understand break. that. That, that it, was actually a big game Saturday against Tampa. It was five four victory, four goals in the first period, yeah. with six at the end of one four two. I mean that was a phenomenal game, no question about it. But I'm just saying in general, okay, hockey is still we still got a ways to go before we talk about meaningful hockey playoff hockey because really the regular season in hockey it's like the nba oh you're one it's of those zero. guys it's <laughs> i i i like it i like it but again so you had kind of a cushy weekend i mean you didn't have to handicap any nba no but the big question is did you handicap any of the xfl I did five minutes of scouting because I was waiting for my uh, food to come at the bar that I was sitting uh-huh. at, and it was on TV. Once the food came, I was done watching it. But I did get to see in five minutes of play, I saw somebody score a touchdown, mm-hmm. and they didn't have the sound on because XFL doesn't deserve the sound <laughs> on in the bar. Okay, <laughs> And uh, I look up, and I see this graph 
one point, two point, three points. I'm like, what's this about? So you you can fill me in because apparently you know more <laughs> after the touchdown. Okay, so XFL opening weekend. And we were talking about this on Friday. Like, okay, is anybody going to watch this? Is anybody yeah. going to bet on this? And again, it's just, I am very sour on this whole mm. spring football thing. Okay. Because it's been an atrocity mm. for decades. Mm. And we've seen how many now reincarnations of the XFL. I mean, we're talking mm. about what, three, four? I mean, it's ridiculous. So, yeah. So one of the things that really bothers me about this is the rules. All right. So this is going to be a little bit redundant because tomorrow is going to be redundant because I'm going to really wail on this on Terrible Tuesday. But since, say, you know, this is a holiday edition and... Do I have time for a nap? No, no. Just, you, you have your finger on the buttons over there, you know, for sound effects. It's nap time. How's that? Um, so the Vegas Vipers are playing, right, the first game of the weekend. They're playing the Arizona whatever they're called. Okay, that's another thing. We're going to get into these names. The the Renegades. Yeah, yeah. No, what did I say? Arizona? No, Arlington. Arlington. A say this. This is how inconsequential this stuff is. It's my word word of the day. All right. So yeah, I'm watching this game, Marco, a little bit, just so okay. I have two terrible Tuesday fodder. All right. Um, and the score is fifteen to fourteen. Arlington. Is leading Vegas, 15 to 14. Now Vegas has no offense whatsoever, like most of these teams, all right? And I'm watching this game, and it's 15-14. Vegas can't score. They turn the ball over. Uh, we got a pick six going the other way. All right. And they go into the end zone, Arlington scores. All right, do the math. So that's now what? 21 to 14. They're up. And I see. The coach go screaming, one, 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 one. Like, like we see just about every NFL and college coach. But this guy is really over the top and exuberant going, one, one, one. Okay, fine. You know, one, send the kicker out there and one. Okay. Because yes, you're going to go for one, right? Because one makes it a 22 to 14 game and you're up eight, right? Yeah. So I don't notice a kicker on the field. <laughs> Kicker didn't come out. So I'm going like, they're going for one, but it's from the two-yard line, mm-hmm. so they're going to like run it in, and that's one point. Mm-hmm. So then the announcers, these ham and egg announcers, are going, and we get ham and egg announcers for these XFL <laughs> games. Unbelievable. They're going, I'm really shocked that they didn't go for, for two, bo- especially three. And I'm going, what? What did I just hear? You know? He goes, yeah, because if they would go for three on the point after, then they'd be up 10. And then you need two scores. I'm going like, okay, what what am I watching here? So, yes, this guy is screaming go for one to make it an eight-point game, which they did. But they have the option to go for two or to go for three. You have that choice. Now, I believe they... From the two yard line, it's, it's one point. From the five yard line, I think it's two. And then you can go to the 10 yard line for three. But they elected to go, uh, to go for one. But there, I didn't see a kicker, but I did see someone attempt a field goal. So there are kickers on this team. I don't know if it's like the Pro Bowl and you don't have punters. You don't have, I don't know. They play tic tac toe. I don't know what they're doing. But yeah, see, this is what gets me that about the XFL. Okay. First of all, People want to watch their football the way they know their football, okay? They don't want to see these goofy team names and helmets and all this other nonsense, but they sure in the heck don't want you messing with the rules here. But why in the world do we need to, like, okay, let's cater to the team that's behind and give them every opportunity, a chance to come back? Now, so that's one thing. The other thing is, I don't know if you heard about this, is that... I remember seeing this before, so it kind of came came back to my head. I go, oh, yeah, I forgot about this nonsense. They can get the ball back if they want to complete a fourth and 15, like from their own 20-yard line. So instead of like onside kick or all this other kind of stuff, no, they have the choice. We're behind. Uh, we'll, we'll get the ball back, but we got to convert like a fourth and 15. So, yeah, it's just too goofy. It's too stupid. And... I can't believe that anybody wants to watch this. Nobody. 
Do you want to watch this? I was eating a salad. <laughs> okay. I did have steak on that salad, but I was eating a salad with steak on it. That's all I said in I my was. Twitter post. It's going to come down to food. It's, we're, we're talking food, which is great. <laughs> I didn't expect it in the middle of our XFL conversation, but go ahead. Yeah. The steak was more exciting. Yes. The only thing, I, if you ask me, do I know any players in there? I know one player because I... He was the quarterback on the touchdown, the single touchdown drive that I saw. And then I go, Oh, that's where Paxton Lynch is. Oh, I, I didn't oh, yeah. know. I, I didn't know where he went. <laughs> um, yeah. So speaking of which, all right, we'll, we'll, we'll play a little game here for you. So, mm-hmm. you know, cause this is another one of my pet peeves with this is the starting quarterbacks. All right. Do you know who the Vegas starting quarterback is? <laughs> You're going to get a lot of those. We're going to get a lot of those. Okay. <laughs> Luis Perez. Now, there are bonus points if you can tell me what school any of these guys went to. Luis Perez. Just hit the gong button. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) That'd be a buzzer. So, Luis Perez, why is this ham and egg even getting the start? Because you know who's on this roster for the Vegas Vipers? My guy, Brett Hundley. My guy, Brett Hundley. UCLA, Green Bay Packer, Brett Hundley. But he didn't sign, I guess, till last week. And I was talk, texting Brett, you know, uh, earlier in the week, and I was, was trying to get him on on the show. And he had meetings and practices during the show. Like Friday, couldn't come on, so I said, "Okay, let's let's get you on." Ho- hopefully, uh, this, this week he never got in the game. He never got in the game. This guy, very good college career, mm-hmm. played, backed up Aaron Rodgers, got in games, so he's on this roster. The Arlington Renegades, their quarterback. Drew Plitt. No, no clue, right? No, no, clue. no clue. All right. Now, I'm trying, I think you need, you need to look these up because I'm curious myself. I don't even know any of these. Well, seven of the eight starting quarterbacks, I have no idea who they are. And I've watched a lot of college football. You know, I know that. But yeah, tell me where Drew Plitt went to school. Tell me where Luis Perez went to school. <laughs> Drew Plitt Ball State Wow! Come on, you're kicking the Mac, Marco Ball State Undrafted, of course All right. Then we had the Orlando What's their nickname? Don't know, but that's where Paxton Lynch is Exactly, exactly. Memphis Yeah, I got yeah one. That, That's the only one I knew as well, too Yeah, yeah, yeah Orlando Guardians did they get lost on their way to from Cleveland Municipal Stadium during baseball season? What happened here? I thought they were the Predators. Remember, the, wasn't the Orlando Predators a team way back in the day? Or was that the AFL? Is that the end? There's the, been so many leagues. Right? Yeah. You know, who knows? But yeah, the Orlando Guardians, Paxton Lynch, former first-round draft pick. A big-time reach of the Denver Broncos, right? Yeah. Former first-round pick. So this was... The classic one. If you were paying attention, eating your steak salad or whatever you're eating, <laughs> do you know what happened to Paxton Lynch during this game? Uh, no, I do. You not. don't. No, he got replaced. He's the only quarterback that got replaced this weekend, and he's the number one. He was a first round pick wow. by the lowly Broncos. <clears throat> Who did he get replaced by? Quentin Dormady. No, didn't me either. <laughs> Give me Quentin Dormany, Nubchuck. Let's see. Uh, say Quentin Dormany had an outstanding college career at at. <laughs> this is a great line. At, <laughs> but the guy didn't have a Wikipedia page. I mean, everybody's got one of one of those that's in in the league, my friend. You're, you're, looks looks like Tennessee and Houston. Tennessee and Houston. Why, why don't you don't get off the ESPN website? They're not going to tell you anything. You just got to go into the, the Google search. That's like, what I did. Like you did the last one. That's what I did, and, buddy. And that's what you got yeah. with Quentin. Well, you're that was yeah, the that, first one. That's ESPN. Scroll down. Quentin Dormany. Where did he go to school? University of Tennessee. Tennessee, and then he went to one year at Houston. Houston. Okay. N- yeah. Well, I never never heard of this guy. Well, maybe I did. So I'm playing. That's when Tennessee was, wasn't very good. All right. So, yes, uh, so we had to look at the Orlando Guardians with Paxton Lynch getting benched in favor of Quentin Dormady, and they played the Houston... No. Oilers? (laughs) (laughs) Roughnecks. Roughnecks. The Roughnecks, yes. Quarterback by Brandon Silvers. 
Where'd Brandon Silvers go to school? Wow. Give me a conference. I, I, I'll, give, I'll give you a, I'll give you a Freddy's frozen custard if you just give me, give me the conference. He got that earlier just by giving followers. Yeah, I did. Thank you very little for that. <laughs> All right. Any idea where Brandon Silvers went, went to, went to school? This is what I'm talking about. Houston Roughnecks. Troy. You couldn't even get that conference right. <laughs> Hey, we don't need dead air on the show, okay? Participate here a little bit, would you? Let's talk about something people care about. St. Louis. Thank you. <laughs> I'm getting to this. St. Louis. You know what their name is? The Battlehawks. The St. Louis Battlehawks. You should know this quarterback because he actually has NFL experience. So, we, you know, and we know what school he went to. So we're going to get six out of eight. A.J. McCarron. Oh, Alabama. Alabama. Exactly. Very good. Hey, ring one up for Marco. Why? Because I remember his wife. <laughs> Do you remember her? The most famous Alabama fan. <laughs> I don't think I remember that aspect of it. What'd, she, what'd she do? You don't remember whenever they showed her during the, uh, I think it was the, one of the playoff games of the national championship game. And she just, her social media went wild. No, the, the social media. Does she have more than 48,000 followers? Yes, she does have more than 48,000 followers. <laughs> and I guarantee you, Numchuk is going to Google her. Yeah. He says, oh. forget about the rest of your quarterbacks in the US. Catherine Webb. Oh, yes. yeah. Yes. Look at you. Yeah. I know the important stuff. Why? AJ McCarron was starting for the Cincinnati Bengals. How does this guy end up in the XFL? Explain that one to me. For the St. Louis Battlehawks. Are you kidding me? This is probably the worst name. Their opponent yesterday, San Antonio. The Brahmas. What's a Brahma? That's what I want to know. A Brahma. Isn't it a bull? Mm -hmm. The Brahma bull. The Brahma bull. Very good. Ring one up for yourself there. There you go. You got the Brahma bull. Now, I know who this guy is their quarterback. Because he cost me a lot of money his two years at the University of Wisconsin. Jack Cohn. And then he went to Notre Dame, where he was a little bit better. Yeah, Jack Cohn. Terrible. And then, probably the worst-looking uniforms that I saw yesterday, the Seattle Sea Dragons. Did you see this mess? Green and red, and I don't know what the heck I was watching. Ben DiNucci. I think he went to Cincinnati. Danucci went to Cincinnati, I'm pretty sure. This guy was horrendous. <laughs> horrendous yesterday. Just horrendous. Uh, had a chance to win him the game, fumbled the ball at the end, and they took on the D.C., of course, I guess military types, right? Defenders. D.C. defenders with Jordan Tamu. I think Tamu, didn't he go to, he was at Ole Miss, I think, for a while or something like that. It sounds familiar. Some, yeah, yeah, yeah. So there you go. Th- those are your eight teams, your eight pathetic team names, and your eight pathetic quarterbacks. If you don't know the quarterbacks, how are you going to be interested in this league? Seriously, these guys couldn't even make NFL rosters. All right, A.J. McCarron obviously did. But then you know who else was I saw on the highlights? We had a Josh Gordon sighting. Josh Gordon was playing. Can't play anywhere else. Yeah, know, right. <laughs> So here's my question for you. So we talked about this with you and Scott on Friday when we were at the Superbook at the Westgate. Did you indulge in any betting on this? Will you indulge in any betting in the XFL? I would say for me, most likely not. Um, but if I did, it wouldn't be till at least two or three weeks. Okay. Gone by. To see, to, because let's face it. We don't know how these organizations were put together, how quickly they were put together, these rosters, how much time they've actually, you know, practiced and played. You got to see some game film. And honestly, it's March Madness. My folk, you know, my focus is is college basketball and the NBA, you know, and you made the joke about hockey, you know, oh, it's not playoff time yet. Well, you know, that's the the case with the NBA. You know, you're, you're waiting to get to the playoffs, but we're really only, you know, six weeks out. So now's the time, you know, you got to start looking and maybe some guys will actually not take every other game off and, and start playing the jockey for position. Yeah. Well, you know, what's funny about this is, you know, people think that like with Major League Baseball and uh, the NHL and the NBA that, well, it's the midway, midway point of the season. Mm-hmm. For It's not the case. No. Do you know the NBA has 23 games 
give or take one or two on each side. The Lakers have 23 games. And LeBron James said, I'm going to play these 23 games like I've never played before. I'm going to be so ready. Well, why? Because you're on the outside looking in. It's an embarrassment that this Laker team with a payroll of a a gazillion is not going to make the playoffs. They're on the outside looking in right now. So now he's going to take this very, very seriously. They'll get 23 games left, you know, to your point. It's like just sickening. Yeah. They should be well rested to these guys. Yeah, right, right. But, uh, yeah, so with the betting, so I think Scott said that he made a play over the weekend uh, with the XFL. I think he, he, he dove into to one of the games. I think it was the, the Vipers and the Renegades game on Saturday. I don't know. But I don't know how anybody can bet these things when, again, like you said, you don't know the history. You don't know who the players are and this and that. It's just a crapshoot. That's what I'm saying. Outside of college basketball and the NHL, all right, if you're betting this weekend – on the XFL or the NBA All-Star game, that means you're just a degenerate. Or you're just doing it for for recreational purposes. Like like a it's like the NBA All-Star, you know, game. All right. So Team Giannis and Team LeBron. And I'm very curious, we'll talk to Matt Holt about this. He's gonna come on the show uh here at the bottom of the hour. Team Giannis, one eighty four Team LeBron 175. You know what the line of this game was? It was it was Team LeBron favored by two and a half. But you couldn't put a lineup because they picked the teams an hour before the game. Didn't they pick the teams last year, like the day or two before? Yes, yes. Yeah. What was yeah. was there a change? Did they say why? Oh, what yes. was the reasoning? A hundred percent. And I sent you the audio, which we'll use for tomorrow. Okay. Uh, okay. But uh, as Ernie Johnson was telling us, yeah. They thought this would be cool. They thought it'd be fun because, you know, since we're doing like a pickup game type of thing and, and selecting players like you, they've done the last couple years and they had this draft a couple days before. Well, now we thought we would just really take it to that next level and go playground style and let's choose teams right before the game. That's why they did it. They thought it would be cool. Well, not really cool for sportsbook directors, right? Because how can you put a line on the game when you don't know who's on whose team? You know who it's not cool for? Yeah. The guy that got picked last. Yeah. <laughs> but here's what they did. So, again, research. This is why I'm watching this weekend because I'm, I'm, I'm going nuts having to watch this garbage. So I was curious. Like, how they did this? So to save face, to save the embarrassment here, even though it still ended up pretty embarrassing, here's how they did it. They had the reserves and starters separated. So the Giannis got the first pick, and they made him select him and LeBron the reserves first. So pick your top reserve. So this way the drama is all waiting with the starters. So you go through the reserves, and now you got the first pick of the starters. So really, the guy who was the last one pick was the last starter. And when I tell you who it is, it should not surprise you. Because no one wanted this guy. It was that Lauren Markinen? Remember it from Arizona, uh, from University of Arizona? He's a Wildcat, right? How he made the All Star team as a starter? Now, okay, he's having a pretty good year, but this just goes to show you where the NBA is at right now. Oh, by the way, no Steph Curry, no Clay Thompson, all right, no Draymond Green, no Kevin Durant. It's, this is why we we got what we got. But yeah, pretty pathetic. I, I watched this draft thing. It took. Nearly an hour, and Ernie Johnson is killing time. You got Barkley and Kenny Smith and Shaq making a mockery of this thing. And these poor people in Utah, you know, because, you know, Utah, these people, they're like people in Sacramento. They, they get to the game two hours ahead of time, you know, and you get to an NBA All-Star function. You're sitting in your seats for probably about four hours when you take in the draft, then the the anthems, the concert, and then the halftime concert and everything else. I mean, it, it was ridiculous how long this thing lasted. It lasted as long as the Super Bowl. But, um, yeah, so that was pathetic. Marco, what was the total in the game on, on the uh, NBA All-Star game? I didn't even look. Isn't it like make, 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 make a total. Probably, make it, even though I already gave you the final score. Yeah, but, but, but realistically, if you were probably making Probably 289. 289, yeah. 325 and a half. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Numbchuck, do the math. Did it go over or under? Over. It did. 
184, 175 mathematicians. Let's see, what is that? Nine, five, carry the six, uh, 369. There it is. 369. 325 and a half. Flew over. Did you ever in your lifetime think you would see a game on a, a total on a board 325? Well, it's, they play absolutely no defense at all. It's just, you know, it's a shooting contest in, uh, I don't, I was at a casino playing poker last night and it was on the TV. I never looked up at it. It is no interest at all. None. Insane. So you know who the star is? He's gone viral. Is Matt McClung. Now remember Matt McClung. You might remember he played at Texas Tech. He was, he was, he was a guard. He's pretty decent guard. Uh, short, stocky guy. Also played at Georgetown. Uh, he was there. Matt McClung, the most unlikely slam dunk contest winner probably in the history. And people are going, well, why is Matt McClung even in the contest, let alone win it? Because nobody else wants to be in the contest. They can't recruit anybody. This thing is, you know. Can you get another sound effect, by the way? (laughs) I wish. No one's telling you to go ding, ding all the time. But it's true. Yeah, I know. That's like, that's the truth, sir. That's that's the truth. truth. Yeah. 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 Matt McClung. How many, Numchuck, how many followers does Matt McClung have? There you go. Basically, got more than your 48,000, Marco. I'm sure. Oh, yeah. But even though you guys are built about the same way, too, (laughs) the sky could sky. But yeah. I did not watch the slam dunk contest. The guy's a little busy Saturday night. Okay. You know, there, there was a hockey game that was. I going can on. remember when the slam dunk contest actually was something that people wanted to watch. It was watch. the marquee event of the weekend. You know, jumping over cars and, you know, different yep. things. Blake, yep. remember, you know, how many times Blake Griffin was in, you know, yep. you, you wanted to watch to see who was going to outdo. But you even go back further when it was really marquee with Michael Jordan taking off at the free throw line, Dominique Wilkins, Spud Le- Webb, when they started to go to the novelty, even Nate Robinson. And then, yeah, we got Dwight Howard with a Superman, you know, cape and all that nonsense, jumping over Volkswagens or Kias or whatever yeah. the heck we're jumping over okay it's pretty ridiculous but the last few years just been horrendous you know no one's got game they don't have any moves but mcclung actually you know put on a show i still haven't seen it but uh, again but there's no competition now the three-point contest damian lillard won that so that's you know we've seen steph curry compete in that in years past so okay the that has been really kind of the highlight for your all-star Saturday night. Not the skills competition and certainly not this celebrity or pseudo celebrity or so-called celebrities that happen like on, on Friday night. You see that nonsense? No. I mean, it's just terrible. The three point. Oh, you have breaking news. I have breaking news. Oh, geez. Excuse us. All right, go ahead. 104,000, 104.1 thousand followers. That doesn't even make sense. I think you said it wrong. So a hundred and one, oh, a hundred four point one thousand followers. So it's got to be hundred four thousand followers. Yeah, Give it, yeah, hundred four thousand. Yeah, okay. He's got you by double. Yeah. <laughs> how, many, how many has he got you by? Yeah. <laughs> the the point the point one or whatever there is. Uh, and he's also got a million on Insta. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> Matt McClung. There it is. Look at that. Maybe he looks like a poor man's version of Canelo Alvarez. I mean, <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah. Slam dunk con. So he's the hero. He is, he is the superstar today. Everyone is talking about Matt McClung today. Would you say the three point shooting contest though would be the equivalent as far as the public betting? You could bet that. Yes. To the home run derby. For yes. the baseball all star. Good. Game. Yeah. 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 But I still think people get more excited about the major league baseball star game, because like we've talked about before, it's more true to form again. You know, Fox has really ruined it with their coverage with miking up everybody. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you know, thank goodness we don't have to listen to Joe Buck anymore because he's out of Fox, but you know, hearing him with conversations with these guys while the game is going on just infuriates me, but you know, they've really dumbed that down a lot. But at least it's it's the game and it's the players. You don't have people, you know, really sitting out. Players sitting out. I mean, again, look at all, just off the top of my head the guys that didn't participate, whether they're injured or just didn't want to be there and all that other stuff. But 
Yeah, and that comes right off. The NBA All-Star Game comes right off the Pro Bowl, which, you know, got nonsense and nonsense. And really, I mean, two of the most popular sports that we have, especially when it comes to Super Bowl and NBA Finals. And they just make a mockery of all this other nonsense. So again, it just seems like you're better off just eliminating it. No one's going to miss it, Mm -hmm. the Pro Bowl or this All-Star Weekend for the NBA. And here's the thing about Matt McClung. I mean, this shows you how... What if he would have like doinked, went doink the clown, you know, all of these dunks and this, and that, then they'd really be ripping this. You know, you know what the narrative would be today? It would be the guy's on a two way contract. He's only played two games for the Philadelphia 76ers. Why is he wearing a Sixers jersey when this guy is in the G League? That's what a two way contract is. That means you're in the G League and then you play with your parent club, you know, if, you know, you have a, a roster opening. But how do you get into this NBA slam dunk contest when you're not part of the NBA? Seriously. Or somebody trying to make that, you know, poster dunk and they come down and twist an ankle or, you know, turn a knee yeah. and then miss the, the, you know, two, three weeks of the season. Yeah, yeah that, that'll that shoot it down in a hurry. Unbelievable. Too. I mean, look at Ollie. I and mean, that's Ollie from Hoosiers. That's it. <laughs> And hey, Ollie, that was a good move. And no, Ollie, you will make your free throws. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez. All right. Matt Holt's going to join us. Uh, we come back uh, from U.S. Integrity. We'll talk to Matt, uh, give us the latest news on the final numbers of the Super Bowl betting and uh, clear up any questions that uh, we all have regarding the, the mobile app fiasco that we talked about last weekend as well, too. We'll get to the bottom of that. whole lot more college basketball We'll talk about the college basketball weekend, the only thing that was really exciting, along with the Golden Knights victory over the Tampa Bay Lightning. There you go. Shout out to TJ Reese for that one. All right. Beating uh, the Knights, beating the, uh, the, uh, Lightning, uh, on Saturday. That was exciting. We'll talk college basketball and Marco D'Angelo in the house. Hopefully we'll get some winners for tonight's limited college basketball action, but with a couple good games on tap tonight. I got something for you. Here's the man, the myth. The oracle has spoken. The mouth. You hear me talking? T.C. Martin. All right, don't forget to join us each and every Friday at the Westgate Las Vegas inside the world-famous Superbook. No better place to be. Come on out and see the show live. My man Marco D'Angelo, he's with me each and every Friday with a bevy of other guests as well, too. Doesn't matter. Sports, entertainment. Got it all happen at the Westgate Las Vegas. Come on by 2 to 4 p.m., of course, each and every Friday. And uh, remember, we are weeks away from March Madness. Actually, Selection Sunday, three weeks from yesterday. Looking forward to that. And uh, Hoop Central at the Westgate Las Vegas as well, too. March 16th, 17th, and 18th. Be a lot of fun out there. We'll be broadcasting live there from our perch inside the sportsbook. Uh, get your tickets uh, at Ticketmaster.com for Hoop Central inside the International Theater at the Westgate. All right, join us now, our good friend Matthew Holt, U.S. Integrity. What is going on, my man? TC, all that Hoop Central talk has me fired up. I mean, I love college basketball, period, but these couple of weeks building up to the NCAA tournament selection show, every game matters. These teams that are fighting for those spots, we got one of those tonight with West Virginia, Oklahoma State, couple of bubble, a couple of bubble teams there fighting for their life. A bunch more of those games tomorrow. I absolutely love this time of year, TC, and I can't wait for the tournament. So far, I only know I'm going to two. I've been promising my guys up in Big Sky Country since they signed with us four years ago. I'd make the trip up to Boise. So I will be up in Boise on the 5th and 6th, and then going to Nashville for the SEC tournament, baby. There it is. Okay, and then and now you've uh, passed on your, your other tickets and credentials uh, to me for the Pac-12 and all the other 10 <laughs> tournaments that you have from the Horizon to the Big South, Mid-South, everywhere else. directly over to you. I love it, man. I love it. No, it's great. Uh, and as we know, Matt, uh, we love this time of year, especially here in Vegas. The WCC will be here first, as we know, one of our favorite tournaments. And, you know, Gonzaga, St. Mary's, uh, it's, it's usually a ritual. But, hey, talk about next Saturday. You got Gonzaga hosting St. Mary's. Uh, the cheapest ticket, if you want to try to go to Gonzaga, St. Mary's at the Kennel next Saturday, ESPN Game Day will be up there. 800 bucks, the wow. cheapest ticket that you can get. 
and uh, you know, St. Mary's very good this year. Gonzaga maybe a little bit down, but uh, we're looking forward to that. And then, as you know, we got Pac-12 here, the Mountain West, uh, which could be a, a, you know could be wide open as well too. So uh, yeah, great tournaments. And then uh, I'll be calling the Big West over at the Dollar Loan Center. So yeah, y- we know how it is, man. We love this time of year. Here's a bet for you, TC, right now. If you and, and we'll make the Pac-12 a two-to-one favorite to make it fair. Who gets more teams in the NCAA tournament, the Pac-12 or the WCC? They both have two locks. They both have a couple of fringe, uh, what we'll call bubble teams with LMU and Santa Clara on, on the Pac-12 side, Oregon, Arizona State. At the end of the day, does either one of these conferences get a third in? It's amazing we're talking about a Power Five struggling to get a third in, but that is the case for the Pac-12 this year. Who ends up with more teams in TC right now, WCC or the Pac-12? I'm going to say a slight – it's funny, like you and you put it perfectly, Matt. That's like an insane – conversation normally because well of course it's going to be the Pac-12 because the Pac-12 should get four or five in every year but you're right I mean the Pac-12 is very top heavy this year I mean you got Arizona right you got UCLA you got SC after that I mean you're we're scrambling right yeah right now they only have two in so right now both of those conferences have two teams in USC is actually on the outside looking in right now. Mm-hmm. And then you have USC, Arizona State, Utah, Oregon, all on the barely on the wrong side of the bubble. Same thing on the WCC side. While their two next contenders, LMU and Santa Clara, are probably a little further away, you have to remember that LMU has beaten both uh, uh, St. Mary's and Gonzaga already this year. So they're 18 and 11 with a couple of top 15 wins to their credit as well. Santa Clara or LMU could both easily win this tournament. And then, of course, WCC would get a third in. I think it's a really interesting wager or proposition, even as a friendly one. Which of these two t- uh, conferences gets more in? You know what I, I think, Matt. Maybe even maybe a better, um, uh, I guess, wagering conversation topic. If you compare the Pac-12 to the Mountain West, because we've seen with the Mountain West, okay, it's a, a little bit top heavy, but for the most part, you got more balance in that conference. Not saying that it's really any good, but you've got San Diego State and Boise State. They look like they're, they're locked at the number one and two seeds right now. But you know, Utah State, Nevada can make some noise as well, too. And, you know, we'll throw even, I mean, UNLV is number nine right now. But when you look three to 11 in the Mount West, any of those teams can beat anyone on any given day. So maybe we should be saying Mountain West versus Pac 12. I think that's more of a, you don't have to lay two to one on that. That's right. In fact, you might have to lay two to one with the Mountain West, who, according to Joe Lenardi right now in Bracketology, have four teams in the NCAA tournament. The thing that really scares me, and for new commissioner Gloria Navarez, who's one of my favorite people in all of collegiate athletics, I think she's a rising star, former head of basketball operations at the Pac-12, former commissioner of the WCC, who just came over to take over the new spot as commissioner of the Mountain West. She asked me the other day if they could get five in. Here's what scares me, TC. The last two times the Mountain West got four teams in the NCAA tournament, they went 0-4 and 0-4. So I am really nervous this year because, to your point, none of those teams are great, but four or five of them are really good, and I am just so scared if the committee puts four of them in again and they go 0-4 again, I don't know that we're ever going to see four Mountain West teams make the tournament again. No, Matt, you hit the nail on the head. I don't want to see it, and it shouldn't even get to that. No, they should not get more than two in. Really, I mean that, because with so much parity in college basketball, there are better teams. Now, yeah, if Utah State or maybe Nevada, they do get hot, okay, maybe we make a case for that. But right now, San Diego State definitely looks to be the cream of the crop. Boise State is right behind them, I think. But really, I really, I do not want to see any more Mountain West Conference teams. I mean, again, I said it last year, and I and I went against every one of those four that went in there, including San Diego State last year. I said, they're not going to win a game. And you're right. This was a, the last two times they got four in, they went 0-4. So I don't think any of these teams are going to win a game again this year. So I'm with you. I don't want to see it. 
Yeah, I, I think San Diego State has the size to give somebody problems so they could win a game. Boise, you never know. I just, I, they win so many tight games in that conference. I'm not really sure they could win a game. But if you, after Boise and San Diego State, if you took any of those teams, Nevada, New Mexico, Utah State, and put them against the bubble teams from the PAC or the WCC, I mean, Oregon's a favorite over any of those on a neutral. I just don't know, TC. I'm hoping, to your point, they get two in so that expectations are a little bit more realistic. Maybe San Diego State can win a game, get the Mountain West off the snide, and we can all be happy. But I am very nervous. Somehow they sneak four in again this year, and I just don't see the the talent there competing nationally. And all of a sudden they go 0-4, and and then in a year where we really do deserve to get four teams in here from the Mountain West, the committee's probably going to be hesitant to do it because we've had such poor results. Yeah, Matthew Holt uh, joins us, U.S. Integrity, T.C. Martin, Marco D'Angelo in the house, talking a little college hoops there. Marco, when you hear about these three conferences, uh, we're talking about what, what are your thoughts? Who gets in? Who the West, gets out? The West Coast Conference won't get the third team unless Santa Clara or Marymount pulls off an upset and wins the tournament. And that just doesn't happen because right. you're going to have to do that. You're going to have to go through both Gonzaga and St. Mary's. Mm. And you could pull one upset. You're not going to pull both upsets, and that's the problem. The Mountain West, we've seen it. You talk about parity. Every year there's that one team that makes that run and that surprise in wins the conference championship and gets the automatic berth. And then you owe the team that's done it all year to get in there. And that's why they end up with the extra in there. And sometimes let's face it, some of these conferences, you know, the coaches know they got a spot locked up. Why go four games in four nights, you know, and push yourself? I mean, I used to say it all the time with the big, the old Big East, the original Big East, whenever it was a war. You I mean, you pounded the ball inside. They were physical matchups. The team that come out of the Big East tournament so often lost in the first round. They were done. They were beat up. Mm-hmm. And we've seen that in the, the ACC sometimes as, as well, too, you know. Um, but, uh, well, Matt, you, you got yourself, I think, a, a, a pretty good tournament out in the SEC this year as well, too. Uh, that's, that's going to be fantastic. And again, I mean, you know, you can make a case that maybe the SEC is, if not the top conference, maybe the second best conference. Yeah, I think they're having a really nice rebound year. I think you can make a very strong case that Alabama is the best team in the country. Their super freshman Brandon Miller, who, who wasn't one of the most, you know, heralded players going into this season. Everyone was talking about this veteran backcourt for the Crimson Tide. But Brandon Miller is going to be the third or fourth pick off the board in this year's NBA draft. And maybe the first pick from an, you know, American Collegiate University as the top two picks are supposed to be international picks. And then, of course, Tennessee certainly capable of making a deep run. Kentucky starting to play better basketball at the right time, at least is suddenly on the right side of the bubble there. Arkansas, now that they're getting healthier, Nick Smith is back. While they've had a little bit of a disappointing run lately, they won their last game. And with, again, a potential lottery pick finally back and healthy and in the lineup for the Razorbacks. They're poised to make a run. Texas A&M is playing some great basketball, winners of five straight, and is quietly 12-2 and in the SEC. I think it's going to be a really interesting uh, tournament down there in Nashville. And while everyone probably just assumes it's Alabama-Tennessee in the championship, no matter what, or Alabama-Tennessee winning it, I'm telling you, A&M, Kentucky's playing great basketball right now. Even Vandy's starting to ball out a little bit. Auburn has the shooting on any single night to shoot their way in and out of games. I think it's going to be a fun tournament. Matt, is it better or worse for a conference like that when the top dog, Kentucky, as you talked about, isn't the top dog that makes it wide open? It's good and bad. So I think it's good in terms of your ability to get more teams and your ability to prep for the NCAA tournament. So normally these teams need to beat Kentucky in the in the SEC tournament to help earn them a bit or better seeding. But at this point, Alabama is pretty much a lock to be a one seed, even if they get bounced in their first round of the SEC tournament. Tennessee can probably be no worse than a three. They could be a two, I guess, if they move up. 
So those teams don't have to push really hard. And at the end of the day, I think you're going to see, is assuming Kentucky can continue to win here down the stretch, you'll see Wildcat, Big Blue Nation there, fill up the arenas. They're starting to get excited about this team all again. And you have some fan bases who feel like they have a shot, who some years, Marco, don't even show up in Nashville because they say, what are we showing up? for one and done for, but Texas A&M travels very well when the team's competitive. They're pretty excited about that 12-2 and conference record all of a sudden and being on the right side of the bubble. I think Vanderbilt's going to have some wonderful reputation being right there in Nashville as sort of the home team tournament uh, with the run that they're on right now, having won five straight for the Commodores. It's been a while since they've been competitive. Auburn always travels. I actually think it's going to be a really good thing. Because the problem down in Nashville is the Kentucky games are sold out and the other games are half full. And you're like, all right, well, the Kentucky games are amazing, but the rest of them, the crowds are eh, eh. I think you're going to see some big crowds for a lot of games this year, and it's going to be an exciting tournament. Speaking of Big Blue Nation, my friend, all right, now, does that mean you're going to be wearing some blue and white uh, Wildcat jerseys, you know, the, the alma mater there? Or do you got to go neutral because you're representing them? So I usually try to go a little bit neutral. Uh, you know, I may throw on a big blue for one of the Kentucky games, but overall, then maybe just wear an SEC shirt and, and root for some great. So you're games. talking about maybe some blue, some some Kentucky big blue socks or underwear. That's what you're talking about, right? So you know, still kind of you know, you're representing, even though the public might not see that, right? That's right. Got to go easy. <laughs> All right. I want to talk with you real quick about the Super Bowl betting. We know the numbers were released uh, um, last week, about midweek or so, but the handle was down, Matt. Last year, we know $179.8 million. We had talked about uh, not only with you, but our sportsbook directors around town thinking, oh, no, this is going to be record-shattering. $153.2 million, a decline of nearly 15%. That's a forty. That's what? No, twenty six point six million dollars down. We know the books won eleven point three million on the game. Why the reasoning for the handle being down this year? I think a lot of the acute regulated sports betting people knew that there could have been a little bit of trouble with the handle this year in comparative with the Super Bowl being in Arizona, because so much of the Super Bowl handle here, and, and by the way, so, you know, right now, Nevada is about the fifth or sixth state in terms of total handle in the entire country, but we're always number one in the Super Bowl. So despite the fact that New York might do, a, you know, one and a half billion dollars a month during the football season on average, while Nevada is doing 600 million, when it comes to Super Bowl, we get all the tourists coming here to watch and bet the big game. But with the Super Bowl being so close right over the border in Arizona, a lot of Nevadans made the short drive over to Arizona to be a part of the festivities, to be a part of everything that was going on uh, right across the border in Arizona. And then we lost that handle. And then, of course, the number one sports betting app in the state, uh, William Hill Caesars, actually went down right when the game started. And if you take their market share and what their market share has been in Nevada with William Hill and Caesars um, and say, well, okay, so they have, let's say, a 30% market share here in Nevada, and then they lost all that wagering during the game and, and all the futures and activity that comes with being up and taking bets throughout the game. There was a loss there, too. I mean, there, I mean I'm sure that you know, they were, they certainly weren't happy about it and they got it fixed, but they didn't have it fixed that night. So there was some lost handle there from the market leader in Nevada combined with the fact that the Super Bowl itself was in a neighboring state um, that was just a drive away. And I don't think it's a huge surprise that the handle was down this year in Nevada. So we know that with that William Hill uh, mobile app going down, really inexcusable, and especially being down for the four days that it was, uh, what kind of repercussions are are they going to see here? Uh, I, I know the Nevada Gaming Control Board was uh, involved here, thoroughly disappointed. We know that the, the betters, their, their accounts were all locked up. It was just a travesty. But uh, are we going to be hearing about fines? What's going to happen here? Yeah, I'm not sure. I'm really not sure, TC. And 
I can tell you that nobody was more disappointed than the folks at William Hill and Caesars. They work awful hard. They prepared awful hard for the Super Bowl, and, and they were disappointed as well that it was a technical issue that caused all of this. Um, so I'll have to leave those questions up to the Gaming Control Board. It certainly wasn't intentional. It certainly wasn't malicious. It doesn't make it any less of a bad experience for the people that it happened to. Um, but with that being said, you know, I think sometimes when these fines and mistakes happen, intent has to be taken into the factor, and, and there certainly wasn't any malicious intent here. Betting on the NBA All-Star game yesterday, Matt, how did this uh, even even what? How could there be betting, right? Because you you're doing uh, selecting teams now an hour before tip off. There's no line. There's no nothing. Then they put up a line, and uh, I'm just curious. I mean, this is something that even though it's it's a garbage game, we used to see you know money bet on this thing. But I mean, isn't this kind of weird that you know? Okay, well, if you want to bet on the game, we got to wait till 45 minutes or a half hour before the game to uh, to put up a line. You know, 20 year low in engagement and betting on the Pro Bowl. 20 year low in engagement and betting on the NBA All Star Game. But but here's the problem because I don't want to blame those two leagues for what we saw here. Everyone complains about these events every year. They're too stale. They're mundane. They're boring. Who cares? It really is two-hand touch football already. Nobody's trying. So at the end of the day, fans complain, 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 and then you go out to people who are marketing people who are you know, sort of entertainment people who aren't gambling people, and they throw something different together last minute because they're hearing the complaints. They're trying to do something better. And unfortunately, those things did not lead to any attraction or engagement by bettors. And when it comes to exhibition events, the one thing we do know is if people don't bet them, they don't watch them. So with betting down so much, it wasn't a surprise to see the overall numbers so disappointing. You got it. All right. He is Matt Holt, U.S. Integrity. Matt, uh, appreciate you as always, my friend. Look forward to the madness beginning. And uh, you'll be on the road. But, hey, we're going to be looking forward, and we'll talk more and more about this, man. Yeah, I'm going to try to bebop around. Let's try to make sure we catch a game, whether it's at the WCC, Mountain West, Pac-12, whatever. I'll try to make sure I make one. Look forward to watching a game with you. You got it, brother. Thanks a lot. Appreciate you. All right. Take care, guys. There it is. All right. Matt Holt uh, on top of it. Again, U.S. Integrity monitoring all of uh, the sports action here. All right. Marco D'Angelo is in the house. We'll diagnose some winners. We'll talk about uh, the tonight's card as well as take a look at the weekend card as well, too. And we'll talk more about the most inconsequential sports weekend last weekend. More to vent about. That's it. In a Manic Monday style. Understand what a hell of a man. This cat of the slum had a man and wasn't dumb. But a weakness was shown because his hustle was wrong. His mind was his own, but the man lived alone. Ooh, see what